This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy, out along with Matt Humans from VSIN on Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network, talking some college football. Matt, let's get right into it and go to the game in Bloomington, Indiana. Hoosiers competitive for deep into the uh, game against uh, Michigan in uh, a little bit of a, a round robin between Maryland, Indiana, and Michigan. Um, Maryland loses on a two-point conversion where the lineman, what is he doing blocking in the end zone on the two-point conversion? Tough way to lose there against Purdue. Now Indiana getting 11 right back in Bloomington where they were competitive against Michigan last week. Yeah, if you've watched the Hoosiers here the past few weeks, uh, I don't say especially the past two weeks, I think they've uh, been a little bit better. I thought they were really surprisingly competitive in that game in Nebraska. I thought the Cornhuskers were going to roll in that game, and they needed to create some separation in the fourth quarter to win by 14, but Indiana hung tough. I was not surprised, Jimmy. You and I talked about it on this podcast a week ago. I said if the line hit 24, I'd play the Hoosiers. I never found the 24, uh, but Indiana gave Michigan all it could handle. I thought that was a sandwich spot for the Wolverines who are coming off the big game at Iowa. They've got Penn State on deck. Uh, so the fact that Indiana hung right there with Michigan for, uh, let's say, three, three-and-a-half quarters was not too surprising. But I think the Hoosiers are going to fight in this one, too. They don't have many spots on the Big Ten schedule where they could pick up a win, uh, but this is one of them. And also, it's going to be a little bit of a deflating loss for the Terrapins. They, they had some, uh, I think, some big dreams about what they could accomplish in their home <clears throat> in a game against Purdue and, you know, in a game that the Terrapins should have won. And they let it get away. They were lucky to even be in position at the end to have the two-point conversion attempt to tie. You get the the man downfield on the two-pointer, try it again, incomplete. That's a blown opportunity, a big-time blown opportunity. I don't have <clears> – <throat> my numbers don't show a double-digit spread on this game. I'm really surprised to be able to get 11. I made Maryland a six-point favorite. So you're costing a couple key numbers here. And uh, even though I was not uh, very high on the Hoosiers at all early in the season, I think I have seen enough improvement in uh, that team to take 11 here, which is an inflated number. Yeah, and an emotional win uh, in College Park uh, last week, so trying to follow it up against uh, maybe a less respected team. So a spot there for the Hoosiers catching double digits at home. Staying in the Big Ten, 
and uh, staying in the uh, Big Ten West. Uh, Purdue, after uh, after that win, sorry, Mer- Purdue, after that win, we talked about it, Co- uh, now hosting Nebraska at 14. How about the interim coaches in college football? We talk about the mm-hmm. new transfer portal, early signing date era of college football, and these early midseason or early season firings are much more common. But Mickey Joseph, after getting drilled at home against Oklahoma, has won his <laughs> last two and covered the last two. Yeah, think about what's happened here in the past few weeks. The Sooners went to Lincoln and embarrassed the Cornhuskers. Since then, Nebraska's bounced back, win two in a row. Of course, it's Indiana and Rutgers, but it's still two wins. And then the Sooners get humiliated in the Red River game against Texas 49-0 with Dylan Gabriel out. Uh, so I, I guess it's enough of a buy sign. When I watched uh, the Huskers rally to get that win, Casey Thompson was banged up in the second half. He led two touchdown drives. Huskers pull it out of the fire to win 14-13 at Rutgers in a game that looked like they were definitely going to lose at one point in the second half. Again, I think this number is a little bit too high here. You know, I was talking about Indiana. You get the Missouri transfer quarterback, Connor Bazalek. Nebraska's got Casey Thompson, the Texas transfer quarterback. He's been disappointing, I think, in the big picture. I thought he was going to play a lot better for the Huskers this season. But he's coming off a a gutsy performance last week. And uh, really, if you've watched Purdue's Aiden O'Connell the past two weeks, he hasn't been himself. He's got that rib injury, and I don't think he's 100%. He's he's, um, had a couple of suspect games here against Minnesota and Maryland. Impressed that Purdue was able to win both of those on the road, despite him being beat up a little bit. Uh, Jeff Brom, this, this is a key to this play for me. Jeff Brom is great in the dog role, especially in the road dog role. He is bad in the home favorites role. And here he's laying an inflated number of 14. Circus Sports opened this 11. And Jimmy, my number on this game was uh, right around 9.5, 10. Uh, so at 14, I'm going to go ahead and take the full, two full touchdowns with uh, Nebraska. Uh, playing to the level of competition uh, for Jeff Brom. Mm-hmm. And you're talking yep. about one of the big differences in Oklahoma, too, is with and without Dylan Gabriel. Uh, in some games being played this past Saturday by some quarterbacks in question, both Arkansas and Oklahoma dressed and warmed up their starting injured quarterbacks. Neither got into the game. So, you know, and we saw Will Levis, how important that quarterback meant. Well, let's keep that theme right now and go to Syracuse at home four over NC State. Devin Leary, he's uh, day-to-day with a throwing shoulder injury, uh, limited damage, no surgery required. And, you know, Dan Dorn says it could be, he could play this week. He might be out for six weeks. Well, check out what his backups did uh, when they came in against Florida State. So Leary was 10 of 21. They come, the two guys attempted one pass apiece the rest of the game against Florida State. Not exactly a whole lot of confidence uh, in your depth at quarterback. And this is when our ACC preview, the year of the quarterback in the ACC. There's a lot of good returning quarterbacks. And O'Leary was one of them. Syracuse at home here, Matt, four against NC State. Yeah, you can find three and a halfs out there too. And um, <clears throat> if you can find three and a half and by the hook – I would do it, I think, because it's going to be a bargain of a number. I'd never like to lay three and a half on a football game. Uh, so if you can lay three, go ahead and do it. Syracuse, I think, is going to be facing an NC State team without Devin Larry. And I've been a little bit disappointed by the way he's played this year. I, I look back last year, Jimmy, and uh, I thought he was going to be 
uh, one of the stars in college football this year. He had 35 TDs, five picks. That NC right. State team went to San Diego for the Holiday Bowl, and I thought they were going to beat up at UCLA. And then the Bruins bailed on the game hours before kickoff with the COVID excuse. And then NC State comes back this year, and I think this was, I thought it was a French top 10 team. I've been disappointed in the way Devin Leary's played, but behind him, what do you have? Um, you know, not much of anything. And you took the uh, words right out of my mouth. I saw Dave Doran's quote. It could be this week. It could be six weeks. <laughs> that means it's not going to be this week. That's the, way, that's the way I interpret that. So if you lay three or three and a half with Syracuse now, I think uh, you're not going to do any better than that, right? This number is probably, I think, most likely to shoot up to six, maybe seven. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. I, yeah. I get on this now uh, before, you know, people really get a handle of me. And just look at what's happening around. Uh, I mean, did you see Oklahoma without without Dylan Gabriel? Did you wow. see Kentucky without Will Levis? I mean, yeah. there was some – it's some some really bad uh, quarterback play. And so, um, no, I think this thing is only going to go up. They, they, they were lucky they kept getting turnovers, but – I had NC State in that game. And I think NC State, one of the things we talked about their preview as a program historically, they have never had high expectations. Never had, you know, mm-hmm. big, you know, preseason top 10 type of uh, type of – even when Rivers uh, went there and right. uh, won four bowl games there. But, uh, you know, just – they just have not – they've been a tick off of what I expected from them to be. So they just haven't taken that next step with so much returning. And now, without this, in the way they just refuse to throw the quarterback, they're telling you. I mean, when you come in uh, without any balance, man, it makes it very much easier for the opposing defense. No question about it. You know, we, t- we talk about what's a quarterback worth to the point spread in the NFL. And, uh, you know, the, the guy worth the most is probably typically Aaron Rodgers, who might be worth seven to eight points to the number. Uh some of these guys in college football are worth more than that. You could say even double digits. And this might be uh, one of those cases. Uh, we'll see. But I, I will. I know this much. If you can lay three with Syracuse today or three and a half, that's the best number you're going to get this week. Because I don't, I don't think Devin Leary is going to play. And if, if he plays with that shoulder injury, how effective is he going to be? Probably not that effective. So I like Syracuse in that spot. You talked about teams. Uh, and how they looked without their starting quarterback, Arkansas, without K.J. Jefferson. Uh, not that impressive. But the Hogs are going to get him back for this trip to Provo this week. And we've seen an, a movement in this line. Circus Sports yesterday opened BYU minus two. We get the announcement that K.J. Jefferson's going to play. Now it's Arkansas minus two. Uh, the one thing you can do is run against this BYU defense. This is not a great matchup for the Cougars in Provo. Uh, I thought they played well for the most part in the loss to Notre Dame uh, here in Las Vegas on Saturday night. And uh, one thing you can do against the Arkansas defense is throw it. And Jaron Hall, the BYU quarterback, is really underrated uh, passer. And if he's got his wide receiver core healthy, watch out. This could be a really high-scoring game. If, if this number gets to three, and I think it might, but it's not there yet, Jimmy, I'll take BYU plus three if it gets there. All right. Uh, also, an opinion. And late night, looking for that bailout. Last week, I had a couple of choices at a late Pac-12 game with uh, Stanford mm-hmm. and Oregon State. I had this little sleepy Mountain West Conference game with Hawaii and San Diego State. Hawaii started off so bad. Look, man, it was brutal. Uh, the roster that uh, that uh, Jimmy Chang inherited, and I mean, for all the wrong reasons, he was probably hired as well. Just. Uh, 
with with all the complaints about Graham. But the man, they only lost by two at San Diego State's new stadium on uh, at the old Qualcomm uh, location, sixteen to fourteen. They covered easily. Now they're hosting Nevada, who's got their own um, roster issues, and cut some breaks early to build a fourteen nothing lead against Colorado State and win that game last week. Yeah, the Wolfpack, no matter Wolfpack gave up a couple defensive touchdowns uh, to fall behind an act. Colorado State, one of the five worst teams, and uh, I still call it Division One in the FBS. That's a bad loss for the Wolfpack in Reno <clears throat> to fall to Colorado State and give them a second chance at a game-winning field goal, uh, too, and they hit it. Uh, I was in a sports book Saturday night, and I had to tell this quickly because I was laughing. There was a guy pacing back and forth. <laughs> Uh, and he was watching the San Diego State-Hawaii game, and it's Aztecs are 24-point favorites. And it's coming down to the wire of, uh, what could this guy be so nervous about? Money line? It turns out he played San Diego State on the money line. <laughs> <laughs> I said, what was the money line? Minus 3,000? He's like, no, I mean, uh, minus 2,500 or whatever. I said, what an idiot. I, can't, I cannot believe somebody laid 2500 on a money line on that game. But he did, and he got lucky because Timmy Chang called a timeout uh, to try to ice the kicker, and the San Diego State kicker missed it. Then he got a second chance and made the second <laughs> one and wins the game 16-14. to 14. All right, so off that performance in uh, San Diego, I'm going to play Hawaii here, plus six. I'm not sure if this number is going to get to seven. It's ticked up a little bit, but... Here's the thing. This Nevada Wolfpack team is bad. And the Wolfpack, off a really, I think, depressing loss to Colorado State, they hit the road uh, to the islands where they rarely play well. This is one of the last chances Hawaii's going to get uh, to pick up a win this season. And I think the home dogs are going to be live here. Also, Timmy Chang went back to Braden Schrager as his starting quarterback. After mixing it up a little bit, he went to Yellen. He was ineffective. Now he's back with Braden Schrager. He's thrown for 261 and 196. The past two weeks, Diedrich Parson, the running back, has uh, got 139 yards the last two weeks, which is not bad for this Hawaii offense. But I kind of like the Parson-Schrager combination, and I think uh, Hawaii is going to be live to win this game. So let's go with the Warriors plus six as, uh, as live dogs on the islands on the late Saturday night. And Nevada, that was their that was their circle game. The coach left them. Yep. The coach took several players. So the players left behind. He yep. didn't want him. <laughs> I mean, so there was motivation in all areas uh, for Nevada, and they could not get it done. Finally, uh, uh, Matt, let's go to uh, interim coach Jim Leonard. But there's interim coaches rallying their troops, and there's interim coaches getting the Wisconsin offense to show a little a little life, huh? How about Graham Mertz, 20-29, right at 10 yards an attempt, five TDs and no interceptions, 42-7 win against Northwestern. They travel to East Lansing. They are seven-point favorites. Yeah, when I was home with you last week, I had Wisconsin on my sheet, and I was really thinking about using the Badgers as a play, and I, I kind of chickened out, and I ended up making a small bet on it on game day at minus 10. But the number had uh, had gone up a little bit, and I missed the best number. I was a little bit too number sensitive in that game. I should have just laid it and go ahead and played it. Uh, but this number's already gone up too. It's Wisconsin open four is up to seven. I think the coaching change angle is really, uh, I guess, worth all the weight you would put into it in terms of a, a handicapping factor because there are two guys who could get the Wisconsin coaching job on a full-time basis after this season, Jim Leonard 
and uh, Lance Leipold, right? Those are the two guys. Leipold's got strong connections to the Wisconsin program. That's a better job than Nebraska. So I think uh, he's going to get it, or Leonard's going to get it. And these guys played their butts off for Jim Leonard last week, and they blew out the Northwestern Purple Cats. So you kind of see this team, Wisconsin team, flip a switch and uh, play the type of football we kind of expected. Michigan State has been really, really rotten so far. And I, I think for Mel Tucker, it's going to be more of a big picture thing where two or three, two years down the road, he's got some big time recruits coming in. This year, just doesn't have it. Uh, and that was obvious when the Spartans got beat at Washington, when they got beat at Maryland, uh, when they got blown out at home by Minnesota. I just watched that tape a couple days ago. And that's one of the worst uh, games I've ever seen from a Michigan State team on its home field. So I think uh, the Badgers ha- right now have a lot of momentum. Uh, they're playing hard for Jim Leonard. It's got, you saw some adjustments that he actually made. That offense looked a little bit better last week. He's a defensive guy, but that staff made some adjustments with the offense. I think he'd still lay it here uh, with Wisconsin because this Michigan State team looks like it's down and out. You you want to know how good uh, Lance Leipold is? We talked about uh, how when a team loses their starting quarterback, even Alabama, a huge yeah. dip from their first to second. Kentucky, Arkansas, Oklahoma, NC State. Kansas, lose their starting quarterback, Jalen Daniels, no problem. Mm-hmm. That's what kind of coach he is. He's he's quarterback uh, starting quarterback injury-proof, Lance Leipold, and, uh, doing a great job. Matt's picks, Indiana, plus 11, Nebraska, plus 14, Syracuse, between three and a half and four uh, against NC State, Hawaii, plus six, and also some leans on BYU and Wisconsin. Did I, did Jimmy, did I uh, send you Utah or not? Because Utah is one I think I'm going to play this week, too. Yeah, 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 Utah at home. Man, I talked about it last week, Matt. It's, it's simple. It's 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 not not a whole lot. But the home and away splits, historically, mm-hmm. for Utah, is a big, big difference. Yeah, no question. When I was on with you last week, I think I went 2-1 two and one or 2-2. Two and two. Uh-huh. I can't remember. but 2-2. Two and two. Okay, but UCLA was one of my winners, and that was right. the thing. I'm not afraid to bet against this Utah team on the road, and I thought the UCLA and Utah's offenses kind of mirror each other, and UCLA is still being underrated by a lot of people. And to get UCLA last early last week as a four-and-a-half-point home dog, even three-and-a-half on game day, was surprising to me. I thought that should have been essentially a pick em game. Uh, here, this is a game Utah's had circled the whole year. This is the biggest game. On the Utes schedule, uh, you, you can talk about the Florida game or last week's UCLA game. None of that is as big as this USC game. The, uh, and they want to they take down the Trojans, and I think they will. What you've seen actually in the past few weeks is defenses are really adjusting to this USC offense and taking away the big play, and the Trojans are struggling. They're not as explosive as they were early in the year. And also this USC defense – uh, can be manhandled. And Cameron Rising, Tavion Thomas, and the Utes are going to move the ball in this USC defense. The Trojans were lucky to escape, I thought, at Oregon State. They haven't been that sharp the past couple weeks. This is going to be that home run spot for Utah. So uh, lay the three, three and a half. I like the Utes. Yes, indeed. I'm, I'm on the Utes in uh, that one as well. And uh, kind of a, a double a double win because I had UCLA plus the uh, points and won that one. Now I could come back at Utah at a much uh, much yeah. more uh, favorable line. So Utah to add on top of match picks with Indiana, Indiana Nebraska, Syracuse, Y, BYU, and Wisconsin. For Matt Eumanns from Vincent, I'm Jimmy Ott here on Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.